0: Welcome to the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. Peace Church exists to glorify God and make disciples by helping everyday people experience life change through Christ centered relationships. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast as we celebrate life change through the ministries of Peace Church. All right, well we are here. This is the first episode of the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. Uh, My name is Brad Perry. I am the mobilization pastor here at Peace Church. We are here with the senior pastor, doctor, reverend, preacher man, Rusty Russell. Um, So man, we're excited this morning to kick things off for you. And uh, just a few things about what this podcast is about. This is just a chance for us as a church to hear about the different life change stories that are happening around Peace Church so that we as a church can just celebrate what God's doing here through Peace Church. Um, But today we're going to kick things off by just looking at what is the mission of Peace Church, what is the vision of Peace Church, so why does Peace Church exist? So if you've been around the church for a while, you've seen our signs, you've seen our mission statements and things like that, but Peace Church... Uh, Our mission statement is this, we say Peace Church exists to glorify God and make disciples by helping everyday people experience life change through Christ-centered relationships. That's why we're calling this the Life Change Podcast. That's our key word uh, there in our uh, mission statement. So Pastor, if you would, just kind of break that mission statement down for us, like what does it mean, and then also how did we come up with that? Yeah,
1: I'm just glad you got it memorized, Brad, that's pretty impressive. Uh, Well. Basically, we understand that every church is a really a biblical, Bible-preaching church has the same general purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean, every church that's really want to follow Christ needs to glorify God by making disciples. That's His final command, and that's how we best glorify Him. Uh, the question is, how do you do that right. at your particular church? So at Peace, we, we, we went through this process where we looked at the culture of our community mm-hmm. and, and looked looked at what Wilson was like, and then we looked at our church, and we looked at our history and what our church was like, and then we looked at our staff and saw what their passions were, what they really longed for, what they loved, and then we tried to find our sweet spot by combining Mm -hmm. all three of those. We tried to find that place where we felt like God would best use us to make disciples. And for us, we came up with this word, uh, uh, life changed through Christ-centered relationships. That was the thing. It was relationships and and focused on Christ. So so we sort of uh, uh, used that and developed that mission statement. So if you break it down, it it goes like this. We want everyday people. It's not just the pastors. It's not just the leaders. It's not just the super spirituals. It's It's everybody. Why did we come up with that? everyday people for our church specifically well because we're a blue collar church right. basically we're, we're, we're sort of um, a lot of factory workers we have a lot of uh, we have some farmers we just have normal everyday uh, right. people in this church and so we felt like we wanted to communicate that those people could be involved in life change and so we want everyday people to experience life change not just pray a prayer, mm-hmm. not just um, make a decision, quote-unquote, for Christ. Because just about everybody in Wilson at some point in their life has probably made a decision for Christ, mm-hmm. but their life hasn't changed. So we wanted them to experience life change, not just them personally, but them, them becoming involved with someone else yeah. to see that person experience life change. We wanted them to experience life change. And we said the way that's going to happen is through getting into relationships. It's great to come and, and hear the preaching of God's word. I think that's a huge part of for it. Sure. It's great to be taught God's word, but it's going to best happen when one disciple gets in, in communication with another disciple and they share life together. That's when the life change will really happen. Mm-hmm.
0: So, why is that Christ in relationships? Why are relationships so important for making disciples? Like, is it possible to make a disciple without a relationship?
1: Well, um Jesus didn't think so right. <laughs> I mean uh, the way he developed his disciples was to go and to gather twelve men whom he poured into, and mm-hmm. they did life with him, and he showed them how to minister he didn't just tell them to do it and uh and then the apostle Paul is the same way you you go through the book of First Thessalonians and he constantly is talking about this idea of he says he says i didn't just come to you i I shared my life with you. Mm-hmm. So, it's a very biblical concept to say that you have to have relationship for this to work. Yeah,
0: that's always a safe answer. Why yeah. are you doing this? Well, this is what Jesus did. So, yeah. So, let's jump on that. Man, that's great. So, we came up with that mission. That's what we're after here at Peace Church. So, our next step when we were through that whole process was, okay, if we want to see this happen, how can we structure our church in a way that it accomplishes that? And so, we came up with our map. I'm going to test you. What's our map? <laughs>
1: Well, our our map is four commitments. Yeah. Know, grow, serve, and go. There you go. All right. So uh did I pass the test? You did, you did. All right. So, so, so just break preach that. another week.
0: Let let's break our map down. Know okay. God through worship is the first step. And mm-hmm. let's just talk about how our map helps us to actually accomplish that mission. Right. Because it's it's cool to have a mission statement on a wall, but if we're not structuring ourselves to actually accomplish that, it's kind of right. pointless. And so we, we took a lot of time coming up with this no-grow, serving go. go. So.
1: Yeah, well, uh, the first thing to realize is that any church that's on the move is going to proliferate ministry mm-hmm. uh, because you're going to have some people in that church who really want to do something, and they're going to come up with this idea and that idea. And what you find is after a while, you've got some huge menus, mm-hmm. kind of like going to um, well, cheesecake, cheesecake Factory, factor, yeah where you got like page after page of menu and you can't figure out what you want. And Mm -hmm. so you have people coming into that and they're going, I don't even know where to start. So so we wanted to simplify the steps you would take. The first step is know God through worship. We believe that God's family needs to come together every week, periodically every week, that's what we say, Mm -hmm. to worship Him together because Uh, The Bible says we should sing and make melody in our hearts to the Lord, but we should also sing to one another. We Mm -hmm. need to have that impact of worshiping together. It's a huge part. Plus, you also hear the Word of God preached and taught. You're confronted with opportunities to change your life right there in that service. A huge part of what we do is the know piece, is Mm -hmm. to know God through worship. And then the next piece, know God through
0: worship, and then grow in life. Yeah, community. so important for discipleship.
1: We've already talked about the importance of relationship. So um, that that life group part is where you do have some teaching there Mm -hmm. because you kind of teach one another through the Word of God. Our our life groups, we actually take a passage of Scripture each week and dig into it. We don't pick up somebody's book necessarily or anything else. We just look at Scripture. And so... um, and, and and the important part of that grow process is that in that life group, we are applying Scripture. Mm-hmm. We're not just learning it. We're saying, okay, um, here's what I'm going to do this week yeah. to get this into my life. And so I think that's huge. And then within that community piece where, where you have your different uh, people in that life group every week, they're holding you accountable. Mm-hmm. So you say, hey, this week I'm going to go talk to my neighbor about Christ. Well, next week yeah. I'm going to ask you, hey, how did it go? Did you talk to oh, your neighbor? Yeah. So there's this built-in accountability in the life groups uh, that, that helps people grow in their faith. Um, there really are five things a life group's supposed to do. Okay, Number one, they are to communicate truth. We're going to talk about applying truth. Mm-hmm. Number two, we pray together. We pray for one another's needs and we continue to pray for them during the week. Number three is the community or accountability piece. There's accountability in that group that helps them come together and keep each other on track. You don't necessarily get that in a worship service, by Mm -hmm. the way, because you can show up in a worship service and just be anonymous. You know, just like, hey, I'm going to drift up to the balcony, I'm going to sit in the back row. As soon as it's over, I'm out of here and I'm not back till next Sunday. But in a life group, you, there's accountability there, and people know if you're there or not, for one thing. Yeah. Then there's outreach, and our life groups do regular outreach. Mm-hmm. This past uh, fall, uh, we had over 100 and some uh, people from our church to go to a, a local school and clean and, and clean the yard, clean the inside of the building, and many of those people were life group people who... Mm-hmm came out to be a part of that. That was our outreach. And then we multiply. Mm-hmm. Our life groups are destined to, um, to, to splant, to, yeah. to be planted, to split, to, to go and to make other life groups so that we can continue to grow.
0: That's awesome. Um, so that's the grow piece. The next one is serve, I serve others in ministry. So why is serving others such a critical part of making someone a disciple?
1: Well, because you need to learn how to give to others, yeah. and uh, we know that growth as a Christian has got to involve loving other people. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, don't don't just love in word, love in deed, or it may have been John, I can't remember exactly now, but he said, don't just love in word, love in deed and in truth. Yeah. We are to love not just with our mouths but what we do Mm -hmm. so um again life groups come into this because it's in life groups that we encourage one another to um to uh to reach out and serve and we ask our people to serve at least one hour weekly in in church ministry yeah
0: and so side note if you're in our church and you're not serving somewhere please Get on board serving. Uh, hit me up, Brad at peacechurchwilson dot com. We'd love to find a place for you to serve. Use your gifts because we need you here, uh, serving in the church. And then the last yeah. one is to go through living on mission.
1: Yeah. So, so we're asking every single person to be involved in the community yep. through going, and and the 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 that can be in many different ways. We have some mm-hmm. people that serve uh, in the homeless shelter, um, or actually, sure. actually homeless meals. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have people serving all across the community, but we want to keep them focused on the fact that they're not just out to do a good deed, Mm -hmm. they're out to share the gospel. And so we try to share the gospel in many ways. We have uh, different avenues for discipleship Mm -hmm. that people can be involved in to go and to reach out to others. Yeah. And and we have a phrase here that we
0: totally stole from J.D. Greer that we like here. It says, you're either a missionary or a mission field. And so the go piece is not necessarily something that we as a church program. We're just saying, look, be a missionary wherever you are. Like if you're working at Firestone, be a missionary at Firestone. You're working at bb or Truist, right. be a missionary there at Truist Bank. You know, wherever you are, that's your mission field. Um, so uh, last question with sort of our mission and, and how we are structured as a church, what would you say to that person who is, just You said the, the anonymous person that kind of slips in, they can slip out, not really connected. So that person that's just attending the worship service, um, not a member of the church, not plugged into a life group, not plugged into serving, what would you say to that person um, to be, how would you encourage them, like, this is the next step we'd like for you to take uh, to be past just
1: being a, an attender yeah. of Peace Church? And, I, I you know, just honestly, I think sometimes that when people do that, there's a reason they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they They may have been burned in a church before they may right. have had um, had some bad experiences and they 're trying to get over that but I would just say that the very first step is to connect connect with a life group mm-hmm. um, I think we 've got a life group sign up coming up real quickly mm-hmm. um, in the next week yeah, or two group, here yeah. at the church so I go and and find a life group to start connecting with. Mm-hmm. And uh out of that will come opportunities for outreach. Out of that will come opportunities to serve. That's really the, the first step. Just mm-hmm. get connected. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we'd also like to say, um, we definitely would love for you to come to our discovery class. We offer it every month. It's four weeks. It's just a chance for you to really get to know Peace Church. Our unique. We really break down our mission as a church and then we talk through all the different ways you can grow, you can serve, and you can go. So yeah, just like Pastor said, if you maybe you're struggling to find that life group, like come to our discovery class. We'll talk through it. Aaron, uh, our multiplication pastor, help leads that, um, can get you connected. We're going to change gears a little bit. We're going to talk about our, our current focus right now. If you've been here, uh, you've seen our signs. They say, join us on the journey. So real quick, just kind of give us an overview. What is the journey and why is it important for our church to come along and, and be part of that?
1: yeah man I'm excited about the journey because this is an opportunity for somebody who may have never read through the Bible or who has read through the Bible mm-hmm. before to go through the scripture together with a group of people um and that's gonna that's exciting because we're kind of walking through now now the the I, either the good or the bad thing about it is we're not reading every word mm-hmm. because right. um we wouldn't have time in a year to get people through that unless they were doing a lot of reading a day mm-hmm. so so um, we are doing the key passages throughout Scripture. Yep. There's five readings a day, um, and every week, our goal is to preach from that particular group of Scriptures that yep. week. It, it can't preach on all of it. Obviously, right. we just preach on a select passage. So this past week was our first week uh, on our journey, mm-hmm. and I preached from Genesis 3. Yep. And uh, when I preach again, I'm going to preach from Job because that's chronologically the next book. And so... We're going to be walking through that mm-hmm. and sharing. And then a cool part of this is if you do um, a, a HEAR journal, which mm-hmm. is a part of this whole thing, Yeah, if you do a HEAR journal, you can also become a, a, a member of a discipleship group. Mm-hmm. Where you are held accountable for that. So that kind of helps you in Absolutely. that journey. There's just all kinds of parts here that are gonna make it easier for you. So if you, you haven't jumped on board with the journey yet, I want yeah. you to do that right hey, hey, take
0: a moment. I forgot to plug in my computer, so I got a low battery sign. If you would, like walk through real quick what is a here journal?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's real simple. Here is an acronym H E A R. H is for highlight. So as you're reading through your passage of scripture for the day, you simply um, you simply choose those verses or verse that stuck out to you, and you uh, you you write that down. And then the E is for explain. Having written down that that verse, you explain what it means. Uh, in context, what's before and after it? Just kind of explain it. Then the A is for apply. So what does that mean to me? How what what can I take from that? And then the R is for respond. I uh, what will I do because of this? Right. How how will I act or what will I do specifically today because I've read that scripture? Yeah.
0: And and you talked about the discipleship group aspect of that because it's one thing to do a hear journal and put that respond. I'm going to do this and then have no one to like hold yourself accountable to. Um, that's why I like being in a group uh, in that type of a context is I can write in my R, hey, I'm gonna do this. Well, I'm gonna be sharing that with somebody and they're gonna ask me, hey, yeah. did you do that the next yeah. week? Um, and so accountability is a really good thing to help us to grow. Um, what would you say to that person who's struggling to consistently do a here journal? Like maybe they'll do the reading, but they're saying, man, I'm just I'm just struggling to five days a week, like consistently
1: take mm. that time to really just break down that passage and apply it to my life. Yeah, yeah. I would say, first of all, get over the guilt. Mm. Everybody struggles with it. Um, unless you've just been really practicing this for a long time, you may struggle with it. So just get over the guilt of it. Uh, secondly, understand that it's a habit you have to develop. Yeah. Um, and habits take time to develop. Uh, and, and And so that's why I think a D group can be so important, a discipleship group. And we mentioned that before, just quickly as an explanation. A D group is a is a group of people like a group of men or a group of women, three or four people who meet uh, periodically, perhaps weekly, perhaps biweekly, mm-hmm. and they they review their hear journals together. They hold each other accountable. They memorize some scripture. They pray together. They they talk about the things going on in their lives, mm-hmm. and it's just a great way. Uh, a D group is a great way to help yourself become accountable Absolutely. for doing this. Um, and then then I would just close with this. I would just say, man, a uh, discipline's work like this, especially scripture reading. Um, first of all, it has to be a discipline. You mm-hmm. have to just get up and set your clock and get up and do it. Mm-hmm. But if you do it long enough, a discipline will become a desire. Mm. It will no longer be, I have to make myself get up. I right. want to do it. And if you do it long enough, a desire will become a delight. Mm. And you'll be going, man, I do not want to ever miss that. Yeah. It just takes some work on the front end. Dude, you're such a preacher.
0: Did y- y'all catch that? All of those started with a D, desire, delight. Those are not mine. I <laughs> stole it. those from somebody, man. <laughs> Look, anything good has, is stolen from somebody else. That's right. There are no more original thoughts. Um, yes. Real quick, as we wrap this up, man, um, we're calling this the Life Change Podcast. And so it's just a chance for us to celebrate life change. So you've talked about all of this kind of big picture uh, stuff, but how have you seen it work? How have yeah. you seen life change in someone's life? Like, so could you just with us share a life change story from either your life group your personal discipleship or just overall ministry
1: yeah i mean it's there's, there's a, I could not always say this but in the last 10 years there have just been a number of them yeah um one that comes to mind is is a guy named jeremy lucas jeremy if you catch this you probably didn't know i was going to say this but i think you're okay with it uh <laughs> but but uh but jeremy was a guy who came to me uh, looking to get married mm-hmm. and he and, and his fiance and and I always ask if, if a person knows the Lord. I, you yeah. know, I, I want to make sure they're on the same page spiritually. So I asked that question, and he couldn't really give me a good answer. So I said, look, I, I can't commit to do your wedding right now, but I will commit to meet with you weekly. And so Jeremy and I started meeting. Um, he gave his life to Christ. We went through discipleship for uh, about a year, I think. And, uh, man, Jeremy just really got on fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, has just just grown, and then he was in a life. He was in a D group with me mm-hmm. not too long ago, and and uh, and we worked through some of that together. But uh, th- there's just a life change story, yeah. And and man, um, he's a different person than he was. And so um, so that's exciting.
0: That is exciting, man.
1: That's awesome. Um, and I know you
0: could share a lot of stories like that. You've you've shared with us as a staff the people that um, you're discipling, and and that's something we as, as a staff we hold ourselves accountable to that. You know, in a way, our staff's almost like a D group as well. We're asking those questions, you know, who are you reaching out to that's far from God? Who are you personally discipling? Um, Well, we're going to wrap things up here. And this is what you don't know about. We're going to get to know Pastor a little bit better. So we're just going to be throwing out some just about 10 rapid fire questions um, that he doesn't know. He's loving this right now. And uh, just to get to know you a little bit better. Um, and so you were under oath. Uh, so you gotta, you gotta tell the truth, especially with this first question on a scale of one to 10, how good of a driver are you?
1: Oh, it depends on how sleepy I am. <laughs> I would say i have ridden uh, with him. So I, I want to see what he's so, going to say uh, here. So if I'm sleepy about a zero, uh, <laughs> otherwise I would say about a five, I'll, six, five. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like five minutes. And I'm keep picking it. There's a reason Kathy drives places when they're together. I do. No, I'm just kidding. What is your favorite junk food? Ice cream. Don't be cheating.
1: Ice, ice cream. cream. Oh, and what flavor
0: ice cream? Oh, vanilla
1: with chocolate syrup. Oh, very specific. I like that. Um, beach or mountains? Oh. Both, man, I love them both. I, it's hard to choose. I say beach because I go beach there more. with the mountains around there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I like it. Who is your favorite Bible character? Man, I'm ready for that one. Uh, Jesus? Do they? <laughs> Jesus, dude, Jesus. That's so
0: lame. But no, no, Jesus is the best, obviously. <laughs> All right, what movie title best describes your life? Oh, oh, man, Gladiator. Gladiator. <laughs> you got to see this dude dance. It's amazing. Um, this is like Kevin Bacon reincarnated. No. Um, Whatever. What is something you'll never do again other than this podcast?
1: Oh, 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 oh. Um, Man. Wow. There's a bunch of them, but I can't think of them right now.
0: <laughs> ride your bike on Tillman Road. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Yes. How do you relax after a hard day at work?
1: Um, Hallmark movies and mysteries. Okay, just would you rather? <laughs> would you rather talk or text? Talk. Yeah, if
0: you send Rusty a text message, just wait, it's going to be twenty-four to forty-eight hours before you get a response. So he's not mad at you. He's not ignoring you. Uh, he just doesn't like to text. Uh, we give him a hard time about that. Uh, what do you like to do in your free time?
1: I like I like um, cycling and. Uh, and sleeping
0: <laughs> cycling and sleeping there you go like it.
1: all right last question is this right here what is
0: one thing uh what one thing do you really want to do but you can't afford to
1: go to hawaii there you go
0: you hear that church let's send this joker to hawaii he ha! and mccaffrey need to go wow. to hawaii let's make it happen setup. That was awesome. let's make it happen <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's my new goal and i'm not just kissing up to my boss yeah <laughs> whatever all right pastor man thank you so much for Kicking things off with the first episode of our Life Changed podcast, Um, we're going to be launching these every two weeks, so the second and the fourth Tuesday of every month. uh, You're going to be hearing from either one of our pastors or one of our missionaries. So in two weeks, uh, we're going to be interviewing Doug Rogers with Indigenous Church Planting. Doug was one of our pastors here. Uh, We sent him out a few years ago. He started Indigenous Church Planting, and it's just been incredible how God's using him to plant churches uh, all throughout Latin America, really. And so we're going to be catching up with Doug. But again, thank you guys so much for joining us for the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. We'll see you in two weeks. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Peace Church Life Change Podcast. We hope that you were challenged and encouraged as you listened today. Until next time, Peace Church, you are sent. Let's go make disciples.